in this year. So a lot of attention uh, focused there on Oklahoma. So uh, well, let's continue now as we welcome in the head coach of the Kansas State Wildcats. Coach Chris Kleiman is with us. Coach John Morris. Hey, John. Tom Barfield. Hi, Coach. From Waco. We appreciate it. Uh, Kenny, uh, does Kenny ever tell you that he's a proud Baylor grad? Does that ever come up in conversation? Uh, yeah. yeah, it comes up uh, periodically a little bit. He That's was good. Real, real proud during the NCAA basketball tournament. That's good. He should be, right, if it's <laughs> alma mater? That's exactly right. <laughs> Kenny uh, does great work with the uh, Kansas State Media Relations Department. Uh, is this unofficial start of the season for you, or how do you look at this? Well, we're a week earlier uh, than we typically are, but uh, it uh, – it, it definitely is, and, and the fact that in six, seven weeks we're going to be opening up here is pretty cool. So I've got a different perspective today. I'm looking around and saying, okay, where are the play clock's at <laughs> and which sideline are we on and where are our fans going to be? And uh, So, no, it's exciting times. Help me remember, who do you play in that first game? Stanford. Stanford, right here in AT&T right Stadium. Right here in AT&T. How'd that game come about? Uh, I think they owed us a trip okay. from a long time ago, from yeah. what Gene Taylor told me, and then uh, – they started putting some things together, and, and people reached out and said, hey, how about doing this in, in Dallas because we have such a great alumni base down here, and we already have seven home games because we're on the flip side of we get the five at home gotcha. and four on the road for the Big 12. So I said, hey, if it can generate some more uh, fans and support and things. So, yeah, came about. When, when you look at playing in this facility, this is uh, it can be daunting. It definitely can. And whether there's 30,000 or 60,000 here, which would be somewhere probably in between, it isn't going to be 100,000. Uh, but uh, that's something that we're kind of doing right now is trying to find out how can we get here on Friday, let our kids come in and take their pictures and, and look their oohs and ahs, because and, I think it's an 11 a.m. kick, and I don't want to come in here and have the guys staring around. <laughs> do, do you do the Hoosiers thing? It's 100 yards long. <laughs> yeah. They're not going to believe me if they think it is 100 yards long, that's for sure. It's part of the message to your team. You're going to start the season here. You'd like to finish the go. regular yeah. season here as well? Well, we want to start it, and we want to start it off with a good, with a, a good game and, and continue to improve, and we'll see where we're at after that. Talk a little bit about uh, Thompson. Obviously, he missed seven ball games for you, and I, I, he's uh, he's healthy and he's ready to go. And he's kind of the focal point of the offense, obviously, with with Deuce as well. Yeah, he really is. He he goes as we go. It's it's he's fun to to be around because he's a real student of the game. He's gotten so much better on the mental part of the game. Physically, he's got great arm strength. He runs the ball well, uh, but him sitting out, I think he got a better perspective of of the why we call plays and the why we change plays and the why they're in this coverage and the why they're in this pressure. And so uh, I think this that year really is going to benefit him, and uh, we're looking for him to have a big year. And there's uh, there's really high hopes for your team this year. How, how do you feel your third year? Do you, do you feel like it's taken some time, maybe taken to this point, for you to get settled in and, and know what you're dealing with? Well, I, I kind of think that um, it's almost like a restart, especially after the COVID, um, that – We've kind of changed some of our core values. We had a change in strength and, strength and conditioning staff that there's kind of a new life coming into to our program. And it's not like, you know, it's changed. I mean, Bill Schneider did a phenomenal job. We had a really good 2019 season. And, okay, we lost a year. Now we got to get that year back. And, and um, so we're just kind of restarting a little bit. And uh, we've really emphasized that since we got back in February because we didn't come back. We had a long Christmas break, didn't come back till February, didn't have spring break, so we had them the whole time. And so I, I like where we're at right now as a program. What what are you what are you looking for early in camp from your football team? Um, from a defensive perspective, 
better tackling, uh, which is hard because you can't tackle every day. Better tackling, better better pursuit angles, um, limiting explosive plays, and on offense, because we're so experienced on offense, every offensive lineman's back, all of our receivers are back, running backs are back. We lost a really good grad tight end, but we replaced him with a guy that we think might be even better, that we have enough guys. Can we can we be ahead of the game offensively? Um, because you still got to be able to score points in this league. Coach, take this the right way, uh, and it's meant as a compliment, but I think you're a great fit for Kansas State. Um, do, you, do you feel that, yeah. and what are the benefits of that? Well, it, it starts with Gene Taylor. Um, he hired me at North Dakota State to be the head coach and then left before I coached a game with him, and he and I still chuckle about that. <laughs> and he just said, just win, and I'll probably be able to hire you again sometime. And we end up winning four national championships. And so he was able to bring me down here. But uh, absolutely, uh, I think it's the right fit. It's the style of play. It's uh, uh, the community. I, I, I love the I love Manhattan. I love our community. Uh, I love our university. They, it's a great fan base. Uh, uh, but uh, I, I'm excited. People talk about dream jobs. This is a dream job for me. And um, I know I was fortunate to get an opportunity to go from the FCS level to the Power Five level, uh, just like Dave was getting an opportunity to go be a head coach. And uh, um, you know, I, I I'm blessed to have the opportunity to work with great people, and uh, we're going to get this thing going. You you mentioned FCS. What are some of the differences uh, uh, from the FCS level to to, uh, to to this Power Five? Scholarship limits. Period. You know, That's it, huh? Yeah, I'm just telling you. It's it, X's and O's, isn't it, Coach? Yeah, the coaching's good. The players are good. My favorite team now is Indianapolis Colts. It was the Philadelphia Eagles because Carson went from Philadelphia to Indiana. Everybody everybody would have taken Carson Wentz. It's, it's not as big a difference as people think. Um, yeah, there's more players, and I get all that, um, but um, there's probably less entitlement, hmm. probably hungrier, hungrier kids at times. Yeah. Well, it's great to see you. We appreciate your time, and uh, good luck this season. We'll see you down the road. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Tell Dave hello for me. Will do. Thanks very much. You coach bet. Chris Kleiman with us, head coach of the Kansas State Wildcats. And, again, really high hopes for K-State uh, with so many guys returning this year, including their quarterback, Skylar Thompson, who is back healthy and ready to go uh, for this season. Coach, thank you very much. Appreciate your time. And K-State will open the season right here at AT&T Stadium with Stanford coming up that opening weekend. From one head coach to another, Tom, how about this? Uh, coach Neil Brown will join us next, head coach at West Virginia. Now you, Tom, before he sits down, uh-huh. uh, you'll be surprised how this conversation starts. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Okay. I'm following along. <laughs> I'll just say that right off the bat, and uh, uh, yes, he'll be here in just a second. <laughs> Neil. they got to exchange pleasantries. Absolutely. <laughs> you can understand that. Those guys probably don't get many opportunities to talk face-to-face themselves right just at the 50 <laughs> yeah before, before, that's right just at the 50 before a game that's right exactly so uh coach uh, Kleiman, whom we just visited with beginning his third year as head coach at kansas state likewise coach neil brown beginning his third year as head coach of the west virginia mountaineers and really high hopes for west virginia these guys uh you know have really in in just two short years have really built their programs to levels that they're going to compete here in the big 12 well and i'm going to ask him because when he Addressed the media. One of the things that he said is he really likes his football team. Yeah, yeah. He likes his football team. So we'll get into that with uh, with.
coach here in just a few minutes. And you know, I was I was just you know I I, I got the, uh, the the Bible of Texas football. Yeah. Uh, you know, Dave Campbell's Texas football magazine, and and reading on some of these Big Twelve programs while I was on vacation. And John, I think this league is going to play a lot of defense, yeah. and it's kind of yeah. it's kind of interesting how it, it's you know at one point it was you know see how many points you can score and who can outscore, but I think this league is going to have several teams that have high caliber quality defenses. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. It's it's sort of cyclical. Mm-hmm. You know, first uh, for a while, offenses, they're all the rage, and that's how you win is just outscoring everybody. And then somebody says, you know, with defense, uh, that really gives you an advantage. And I think Matt Campbell looks at it that way. Right. Certainly Dave Aranda looks at it that way. Gary Patterson has done it that way for years and years. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, you're right. Really good, really good defenses on these teams this year. Hey, we are brought to you in part by the Office of Baylor Alumni, BP Services, Cooper Complete, Heritage Creamery, TFNB, your bank for life, and the Baylor Club. As we're live from AT&T Stadium. I mean, and I got to tell you, it's it, it, you know, this is cool. I yeah. mean, this is fun. <laughs> I mean, you got two two Big Twelve head coaches just chit chatting right in front of our table, yeah. and and again, uh, as Bob Berta, the uh, communications director for the Big Twelve, mentioned a moment ago, there's eight. 18 radio stations here, live television, and there is 500 members of the media covering this event. That's great. And uh, it's it's exciting. It That's really great is. coverage. It really yeah. is. And we should mention the roof is closed. Yes, it is. There's <laughs> always the option of an open roof, but the roof is closed, so we're <laughs> sort of in air-conditioned comfort here <laughs> along the side of the uh, of uh, the field here inside AT&T Stadium, so we can appreciate the air conditioning uh, very much. Uh, no media days in person last year, but uh, glad to be back at it this year, and uh Joining us now is the head coach of the West Virginia Mountaineers. As promised, Coach Neil Brown joins us. Coach, appreciate you coming by. John Morris and Tom Barfield uh, from Waco. You're on in Waco with us. Thanks for your time. No, glad to be here, and hope everyone in Waco is doing well here. Very good, very good. I told Tom ahead of time, I said, Tom, you're going to be surprised the way this conversation starts. Okay? <laughs> you know where I'm going here. Yeah, oh yeah. Neil is the pride of Danville, Kentucky, which is my hometown yes, also. Is. Neil was uh, Boyle County High School, an absolute uh, five-sport uh, stud in every sport at Boyle County High I'll School. I'll let him talk, then. I'll let him continue. Yeah, yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> You're not yeah. going to stop me at all. Yeah, that. There you go. But had a great high school career and now a great coaching career, and it's fun for uh, us to cross paths now that you're in the Big 12 Conference, and it's good to see you again. Yeah, well, I appreciate it. It is. It's uh, it's unique, you know, and it's uh, I don't I don't think no matter where you go, you're always home is home, and uh, and so Danville's a special place. You know, I actually grew up. My dad was a principal, and uh, I grew up in Bardstown uh, from from birth to to I was twelve, and then I actually. He took the principal's job at Boyle County, and I went to high school in Danville. Um, but that's home for me now. My wife's from there. Um, all her family's there. A lot of my extended family is from the area. And uh, it is. It's. Uh, I, I say this a lot, and I mean this. You know, you think athletics, you know, and I always talk about I was. There's a, a, a part here, and you hear kids playing in the background. There's a local school here in the Dallas area that, that the Big 12 brought here, and they're asking questions. And it's uh, – it's really it's it's a it's a cool deal and it's a cool experience for those kids and you got ten to ten to twelve year olds and they're asking questions. One of the questions they asked is, you know, what would you say to a young person that wants to play sports? Well, my answer was is it's not just sports. Anything extracurricular, you know, you need to take advantage of because as much a proponent of education I am, 
but I've learned much on the ball fields, whether it's a basketball court, a baseball field, a, um, or on the football field. You learn so much about life, and, and there's so many connections. You think about it. Here we are um, uh, further away from our high school days than we want to be, um, <laughs> but there we're, we're in one of the, the, the landmarks of, of entertainment right here in Jerry World, and, and we're talking about Danville, Kentucky. Yeah, and that's what, funny. What's the connection? Athletics, right? Yeah. And so yeah. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's neat. Steve Bertram, good friend of mine. I know you know Steve. Uh, still does the Boyle County games, and they he won a, a state championship this past they did. year. And and Steve has one of the uh, really. He's got a great voice, yeah. and he's he's done a tremendous job. Uh, people always laugh, and, and and somebody will ask every once in a while, "Hey, what's what's been the what's been the biggest uh, game you've ever played in?" And they're thinking, "Hey, I'm going to say when we beat LSU at Death Valley, yeah. or." We beat a really good uh, South Carolina team when I was offense coordinator at at, uh, at Kentucky. We beat Oklahoma at Texas when I was at Texas Tech, and they were number one in the country. I'm like, I'm like, man, when Boyle County, we won our first basketball <laughs> regional championship. You go, you go to Rupp Arena. That's a big deal. There man. you that, go. That's, that's the biggest game. And uh, and Steve called that. And uh, it, it's uh, I can hear his voice, and I, I can hear his voice even 20-plus years down the road. I can still hear him. So he, he's, a, he's a great guy and does a really, really good job on the radio. Yeah, I love that guy. He really does. He really helped get me started in radio. So, I owe, yeah, I owe a great deal of gratitude to Steve. All right, now back me up on this to uh, my Texas-born folks here, okay, like Tom. Mm-hmm. Uh, Danville is called Titletown. For very good reason, right? For Danville High School and Boyle County High School and the success they've had in athletics. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, and if you look at it, uh, really predominantly with Danville until uh, until really about the mid '90s. Um, I entered high school in '94, and really since about '95 uh, um, on, Boyle County has has been as successful as any high school program in the state of Kentucky. Multiple football state championships. Um, they've made it as far as the, the Final Four um, in basketball multiple times. They've they've made the Final Four in baseball. They've won state championships in track and softball, and, and it goes on and on. Um, and then Danville's had success, and, and you'll be hard-pressed to find a high school athletic program with more tradition of success than Danville. And you're talking about a town that has less than 20,000 people yeah, in it. Yeah. And so it really is, and it's, it's a town that really has pride in high school sports. And a lot of similarities between a lot of the small towns here in the state of Texas. You know, And, and one of the joys of my career has been able to recruit in the state of Texas when I was at uh, Texas Tech and and going to Central Texas, going into East Texas, and and even in the DFW area, the Greater Houston area, and seeing uh, the pride that these high schools and the communities that get behind them, it's uh it's powerful. Coach, uh, let's talk a little bit about your football team. This is a veteran club. It, well, I think everybody has veteran clubs now. I guess uh, <laughs> you know, as far as the the experience piece, we've got a lot of guys that have played. You know, we've only got three. Uh, super seniors or six-year guys i think we're probably one of the least amount in our league um as far as that goes but this is going to be the first team in my three years here that we that we do have experience especially um on the offensive line uh, that's a that's been a um, a group that we've really had to uh, kind of develop it's it's hard offensive line always takes the the longest to get to where you want to be we're probably a year away from being there but we're going to be much improved um and then offensively we've we played young guys that weren't ready to play 19 and and they showed and and then 20 we got better and now in in 21 those guys have got a lot of experience and that's where we got to take a step we played great defense last year offensively 
and you all saw the game we played against Baylor. Neither one of us played very well on offense. It was I didn't envy you all that day having to call it, mm-hmm. but uh, it was a it was a great game, but a really trying game both sides offensively. But for us to move from the middle of the pack up to the upper tier, we've got to we've got to make a step on offense. It's going to be a tough league this year, isn't it? I it's mean, always tough. I mean, if you look at it, you know, I, I always say this in. The, the years that I've been in this league, three as an offense coordinator going in my third as a head coach, is the parity in this league is unique. Um, and you're going to play close football games. And you, you may play up to seven or eight close fo- or legitimately close football games within a year, and, and the, the margin for error is really small. There, it's a, It comes down to a few plays, whether you win or lose, um, every single week. And so it is tough, and, it, and it's tough. And, and I think that's the – I think that what what makes our league different the fact that we play everybody, and so there's, you know, you're not sneaking up on anybody. You're not really everybody knows what to expect because you play them year in year out. Whether it's the venues or the schematics of, of offense, defense, special teams, um, but then that there is a lot of parity, and so it's a tough league. You mentioned you've been in this league. Has the way the game is played in this league has it changed in your it's time a, in, yeah. in this league? Without without a doubt. It has, and I think that a lot of that goes to the coaching. I mean, if you look at the level of coaching um, in our league, in the backgrounds, mm-hmm. and so um, this was an offensive league, and it was it had an incredible run of quarterbacks. You know, and everybody talks about bad defense. I don't know if it's bad defense, just an incredible run of quarterbacks. You know, and it's like I remember a year we had Seth Daggett quarterback at Texas Tech in 2012. He throws for 4,000-plus yards. He's at 71% or something like that completion percentage. Nobody's talking about him. Hmm. Well, RG3, and there's <laughs> some other guys, you know. And and But the quarterback play was at a, such a high level for an extended period of time. I and mean, look at the top of the draft. Look at the guys playing in the NFL now. But now I think if you look at the league, I think offenses are still there. Um but there's more of an emphasis on defense and special teams. And the quality of coaching from top to bottom, not only as a head coach but at the coordinator level, um, is is really, um, I think, is, is I don't know if improves the right word. I just think there's a lot of innovation in all three phases now. Final question, we'll let you move on. Is this your third year coming up? You've seen everybody. I think you've been everywhere in the yep. league now. Does it take – time maybe to your third year before you you know you feel entrenched in a new league in a conference like the big 12 or how how do you feel going into your third year well i think it takes time i think that's fair i think that that all things age well you know as far as is experience and knowing what to expect and you know the last year was so difficult you know that's why you know i think it was so hard on dave um you know that the the first head coaching job at a new place, really late hire. Like I, I just didn't envy what he had to go through last year at all, and um, and it is. I think it takes a little bit of time to get used to uh, what to expect from the league, how the league's played, how the league's officiated. You know, there's there's unique things about each conference, and so we feel more comfortable. That doesn't mean that we've 